Hey everybody, it's Chris Marshall of the Payne Street Team, and it's time for another edition of Payne Auto Talk, powered by PayneAutoGroup.com. Let's get after it. And here we are today with Mr. Ryan Vaughn of Rios of Mercedes Boot Company and other corresponding brands. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? <laughs> afternoon, Chris. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Without the aid of Annette. Now, we said I said Rios of Mercedes, and uh, you have a, a plethora of brands. We do, yeah. With the family of brands is what we like to say. Yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've expanded our portfolio of brands over the last few years, and so, yeah, we've kind of embraced all of them we used to kind of work to try to keep them separate and separate in quality and price point but the more we've realized there's uh, people appreciate knowing uh, the family that their brand comes from they may not be able to get rios but they may start with a horsepower or a kid's boot so yeah awesome so it's a brady bunch of boots and leathers yeah. of we actually did have a brady bunch because we bought the olathe boot company in 2001 so they brought one of the families just not all of them yeah, well, I've got a pair of those, and they need a resoling because I've worn those out. And also my Anderson beans. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, And I will say it, full disclosure, my boot sponsor, yes, they are. <laughs> and I love them. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, my... This is in the contract, right? I get a podcast if we sponsor that's, boots. Right? That's right. Uh, busted. Busted. <laughs> Guess but, we need to work on a contract. Uh, we could. We could. I will say this. Uh, you told me something when I told you, hey, uh, I got my Anderson beans and they need to be resold. Is in, um, I showed you my boot bottoms and, and you're like, oh, they have, they have holes in them. That's wonderful. That means they're being worn. Yeah, I know. I, people tell me, oh, I love, I love the boots. I love, I love your boots. And I look down, I'm, you're not wearing those boots. You just happen to be wearing them today. Yeah. And so whenever people actually have them worn out and it's going nice nice to see them well loved yeah i uh, i was wondering i went i wonder how deep this hole is and i took out the insole and my finger went clean through and i went well that's why my sock got wet yeah, <laughs> it's like that, yeah that, that takes a little bit more work when you go that deep in the, into the insole yeah. but it's all right we, we can get you fixed up I'm, I'm that is the beauty of buying or wearing good boots is they are recraftable yeah and that's the thing i had worn these things out and Got them redone, and I can't believe it's like how? Why am I not wearing these? I'll get them redone. I got them redone with you, and then I wore them out quick. And I went, "What's the deal?" And I was wearing them just about six days a week, maybe more, and uh, even in church. And uh, I'll tell you what, it uh, I like them a lot. I've I've had some other brands, but yeah, these are great. Yeah, your boots will last you a lot longer if you rotate them. All all good leather products need a, a day or twenty four hours to dry. When leather is just wet and sweaty, <laughs> over and over and over and over again, it just tends to break down a little a little quicker. So we yeah. always like to say, if you rotate, they're going to last you twice as long. And people go, well, because they got two pairs of boots. And last yeah, that's so. That's what I got to <laughs> do. I'm I, the thing is, I find something I like and I stick with it. And uh, I like them a lot. It's a common theme with you guys. Yeah, yeah, big time. I will, I will say this uh, for those of you who can hear in the background. Yes, we are upstairs at Rios of Mercedes, and we can look out on the shop floor. And I tell you what, some of the machinery has been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't make a lot of new sewing machine that's a industrial strength for this level of a uh, of volume and, and production. Yeah. So there's a. Thankfully, a lot of them are mechanical, and those are pretty easy to fix and repair and get parts for or make parts. So, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, it, uh, this is where the magic happens. 
true magic. And y'all do not j- y'all do custom stuff. Now, Rios itself, that's a custom boot company, right? Well, everything hmm, and people think custom means one pair at a time, mm-hmm. but what we do is customize runs of boots for mm-hmm. stores. So we've got a team of sales reps, about 12 sales reps that travel the country. Wow. And so they'll go into a mom and pop operation and they'll sit down with the owner or the or the boot buyer and say, you know, here's my samples, here's my swatches, and and just say, uh, Michael Kahn out in Dollar Western Wear in Lubbock, Texas. He goes, oh, I got all these Texas Tech kids here. They're just, you know, they're going crazy. We got a great football team. We got Johnny, Man- I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and and everybody's going nuts for Tech. So I want to design a black full quill ostrich with a square toe and a walking heel, and I want to put a red top on it with white and black stitching and white trim and make it look really Texas Tech, but. Uh, you know, we don't get a lot of rain out here, so I'm going to do leather soles on these, mm-hmm. but then another pair, I want another run of them, and he'll order 15 pairs for the store. Yeah. And it'll take, right now, we're 14 months out, so you've got to plan your production space yep. and what you need. And then he'll do another run over here, and these are going to be more of a work boot, and I'll put a Vibram outsole on it with a round toe and a little shorter top for my older gentleman. And so they'll they'll build stuff uniquely for us. So, yes, all of our domestic production is very customized. Yeah. Uh, we don't actually make one pair at a time. Uh, you can't can't come in here and order a pair. We don't do any direct to consumer. Uh, so you got to go to a retail store. We're, we're one of those unicorns that stayed in our lane and <laughs> and did not cut the middleman out because those are the ones that brought us to the dance, and we don't want to uh, leave them there. So uh, we're we're very loyal to our retail partners. But. Yeah. So it's not like full boutique. This isn't like. Uh going to Enzo Ferrari and getting the car there or it's not, not factory direct, but that's, right. that's cool. Your, your dealers here. And uh, let's see, it's a uh, boots and jeans. Yeah. Over in Wasico, oh. Marty Masso mm-hmm. and then Scott Mead over in Harlingen. Uh, right, they Scott. both do, do a really nice job for us. And then we've got um, some of our boot lines in Cavenders, uh, and then, and mm-hmm. then we do our import line out of a, a boot barn. Um, nice. And so, yeah, we've got some, some distribution there, but our good, you know, our, our real good guys are, yeah, Wessico and Harlingen. So. And 12 reps. And I'm sorry, the Boot Jack uh, has also got our boots now, too. We started awesome. working with them the last couple of years. So. All righty. Yeah. Man, you guys are everywhere. <laughs> Every, everywhere and everywhere and not everywhere and nowhere, but you are everywhere. And with 12 reps, that's around the country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the you know, I, I call it the Golden Triangle is, you know, Fort Worth, Amarillo, Oklahoma City. That's, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean... Our our core customer and people who are spending three, four, five hundred, six hundred dollars on a pair of boots are you know they're using them as a tool. Uh, yeah. A lot of them, and so a lot of them are competitive horse show, cutting horse, reining horse. I mean, these guys are riding horses day in out. They're training horses for other people. They're championing. I mean, uh, you know, going to these events and and trying to win and compete to really you know build up the stud. You start getting stud fees. I mean, it's just like a you go to yeah, the stock show. You've got you know bulls and heifers there. They're trying to build their breeding program. Well, the yeah. same thing with the horse program. The the more wins you get, the more people want that you know want to be a part of that bloodline. Mm-hmm. The more they'll pay for the foal. And so um, um, that's where a lot of I mean, if if you're going to pay somebody seventy thousand dollars a year to to champion a cutting horse, mm-hmm. that guy better look like Michael Jordan. I oh mean, yeah, he needs to have the biggest ranch with the biggest entryway with mm-hmm. the nicest truck and trailer, and he better have a really good hat, start shirts, good jeans, good saddle, good boots. Yeah, and, and, the, so, and like you said, the boots are a tool. Like right. they are a cowboy boot. Yeah. So people are being cowboys and cowgirls with this stuff. This yeah. isn't just a. This is a. Basically, it's like race on Sunday, sell on Monday. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the race car of, of boots. Yeah. Well, and and but then we have the family of brands. So of if you can't get to the mm-hmm. Cadillac, we'll put you in the Chevy first, and then you can work your way up to the GMC, and then you can work your way up. So nice. There, there's a you know a little bit of automotive there. Oh yeah, right? I got uh, you. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, big time. <laughs> now, and you've been how long you been doing this? Uh, twenty four years. Yeah, I've been saying twenty three, and now that we're in twenty twenty three, I got to say we're saying twenty four. Yeah, so I started in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and what brought you into this world of leather? I married well, smart man I am. Yeah, right. Yeah, my my family's got a chain of auto parts stores down in down in the valley, uh, Burton Auto Supply, and that was what I I did every summer in high school and college. We did all the jobs that mom and you know they couldn't pay anybody else to do sweeping parking lots and doing inventories and tearing down old buildings taking stuff to the dump and um you know that my brother was four years ahead of me he came back home my cousin was working down here my dad and two brothers and uh i you know i was just automatic you know this is what i'm going to college i'm going to come back home and work and uh, when i came back after i finished school you know, I was ready to ready to be productive all of a sudden. Like I'm now, I've got a degree. Now I'm gonna and I, you know, fresh faced Anglo kid down here in the valley doesn't get a whole lot of respect, nor should he. I mean, I didn't know anything about what I was doing. So guys were coming in, wanting to, you know, needing alternators, needing advice on belts to use on their tractors, and, and I, uh, let me go to the book. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? I ended up running deliveries and cleaning, you know, shelves and putting up stock and just kind of frustrated. And my father in law. Uh, we were planning our wedding. My wife was finishing up at A&M. She was a semester behind me. And uh, over dinner one night, he said, you know, I'm having problems with a production manager. And uh, I was kind of sharing my frustrations. And he said, you want to put in a resume? And I said, huh, well, I mean, you know, I did the show cattle thing in high school and wore boots all through college. I worked at a sale barn all through college. And you know, kind of, I guess you say, live the lifestyle. I mean, yeah. we weren't we weren't a ranching family. We weren't, you know, riding horses every day and things. But uh, really kind of enjoyed that lifestyle and the people that came with it and said, let's give it a shot. And uh, so, yeah. It's, uh, and you know the customer base because you've been a customer. And, yeah, as, yeah. The, as ZZ Top said, one foot in the blues or in this one foot in the boots. But, yeah, <laughs> cool. So Burton Auto Supply, huh? That was y'all? That is, yeah. Oh. My brother still does it. Just oh, to, my yeah. God. Well, shout out to uh, David Alt. Yes, and, long time. Yes. Wow, the see, this happens all the time. The uh, the the uh, the six degree I almost said six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it's six go. degrees of separation. But yeah, I know them. Yeah, and yeah. shout out to them. Uh, uh, saw them down at the stock show uh, in the antique, antique farm. tractor. Yeah, yeah. yeah David's still doing good. I had a nice visit with him over there as well. I know. Shout out to David Alt and David Alt Jr. Who. Uh, Worked on the software for General Dynamics Land Division for the simulators for the M1 tank. That was what I was on in the Army. Wow. And, of course, I flew with David Jr. and Sr. in our model club back when I was a kid. So, it this is man, it's almost like family. <laughs> man, I'll sweep your floor. Why not? Man, <laughs> I, wow. I'm... That's cool. It's, That's cool. It's a good family. Yeah. I'm, yeah. For a moment, I was speechless. So everybody's like, wow, we're enjoying this moment of silence. Yeah. Chris being so, speechless. That's so awesome. that's how I got into this. Yeah, I married in. Uh, my wife and I moved down to Leon, Guanajuato for, uh, when, uh, to go learn the leather business. There's a lot of leather tanning down there, a lot of manufacturing, a lot of machinery, equipment down there, a lot of, a lot of footwear. And uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd take off in the truck every morning with uh, Gerardo Vidal, uh, who was a, he bought and sold hides, was a family friend of my father-in-law's. And uh, I'd go to work with him, and he'd go in and do his work, and I'd be kind of listening and learning. And 
he'd ask if they could take me through the tannery and he'd show me different, you know, tick marks and processes and fat wrinkles and different things uh, to do in a tannery, different, uh, just some treatments and stuff. And I mean, in, in the cowboy boot business, leather is a large part of the, the cost. And so if you're getting good yields, buying good materials, uh, it, it ends up also being a big reason why your boots last longer if you're using the right yeah. materials. And so you need to know what you're getting and you need to be able to do with suppliers uh, that are good partners to you that are going to give you good quality products. So really important. And that's, I was very grateful. That's where I started in the, uh, and as much as I thought I knew Spanish growing up in the valley, I didn't know <laughs> Spanish at all. So oh, that man. was uh, important to be living down there. And and true yeah. artisans too, oh, with yeah, what they're doing. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, a like a machine is a sum of its parts. So good leather, good stitch, and also the way it's cut. And yeah, the t- I never even considered the tannery part of it of of conditioning the leather before you y'all even get it. Mm-hmm. No, it's ex- extremely important. Yeah, and and, and there's. A lot of things that you can cover up if in the process um, if you're um, if you're dealing with people who do that type of stuff and mm-hmm. so knowing who you partner with is a big deal too so um, yeah you got to start with the good stuff and then you can build the good stuff with the good stuff so uh, so yeah we lived down there and then I came up and uh, right at the end of 99 turn of 2000 and we had we we're starting to build this factory and it expanded here and uh, jumped right into you know my father being you know purchasing day in day out operations taking the trash out I mean, we're a small family owned business so uh we do it all and uh have been for for a long time so yeah i did move that uh into sales and marketing underneath mr pat moody um i guess you'd say for about five or six years uh, we just kind of made wanted to make sure if he got run over by a bus we weren't uh, oh, we weren't man. stuck out and so i kind of learned underneath my father-in-law we found uh, uh carlos rodriguez came in and and uh and is now a partner in the business, and he took over all the operations and production, and uh, and then I moved over to sales, and then anyway, we ended up uh, bringing in a, a sales manager, Scott Miller, and so I've you know I've since moved to uh, big titles with same duties. <laughs> I got you. I tell you what, it's it's something else. I mean, the operation here, like the machinery is 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 aged and it works, and y'all fix it, but also your your employees, they they're they're not new to the business they've been around they know their stuff yeah i mean we, we've got a lot of newbies too the more we've grown the more we've had to hire and train but yeah you, you've got you've got definitely certain positions that need we call them maestros i mean mm-hmm. the the master craftsmen uh that you can't plug somebody in very easily it takes lots of training lots of practice and years and so i i need to know the number but i mean over we've probably got 30 people that have been here at least 30 years and then we've got you know one gentleman uh, that had been with us 54 years he actually just had had his has been having some heart issues he hadn't been here with us for the last month or so but yeah several that have been with 40 so yeah i mean they take a lot of pride in the work and you know and and it is it, you know there's an artisan effect to it and and it's 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 an it, you know, people go, oh, man, it's so awesome what you do. Well, there's a reason why there's not footwear manufacturing all over the U.S. It's also hard. And, yeah. and it takes it takes a lot of talent. It takes a lot of uh, careful attention to detail. Because if somebody's going to spend $600 on a pair of boots, A, they want it to last. But B, it needs to look pretty darn perfect. Oh, yeah. And to do that over and over and over again for that many years, it takes a lot of dedication. And so that's what we really try to When you bring in new people is, is give them a bigger picture. It's not just a paychecks and benefits. It's look at what you're doing look at what you're building I and mean, you're not just opening up you know the door at walmart and 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 helping somebody into a grocery cart or something i mean this is, this is yeah, really I'm, this is pretty cool you're changing lives and 
and I say changing, we also say we're not saving lives, but there's a lot of people out in this industry um, like Marty Massos and like Scott Meads that are second, third, fourth generations that are supporting their community, that are sponsors of their 4-H and FFA, that are keeping kids in the industry, that are donors at their church, that are supporting in their restaurants. I mean, small town America lives with a good Western store in it. And you got to give them good products to sell. They're probably buying pickup trucks and yep. and suburbans and spending that money in that town, keeping local, you know, small second, third generation automotive dealers, uh, auto dealers open. And um, so uh, it's important. You're giving them a product they can be proud of to sell, and they're going to have to see those same people at church and at dinner the next week. And if you're selling them a piece of junk, they're yep. going to lose their reputation pretty quick. And they're going to let you know pretty quick. And I was about to say, and speaking of which, uh, we just uh, closed out the stock show here, and uh, hard to believe that was you know a month, almost a month ago, and yeah. seeing you there, and you were back and forth and doing your thing, <laughs> and, and like you said, you've been through the 4-H and the FFA thing. I didn't, but the thing is, the like, Future Farmer America and, and 4-H, hey, you know, I got... I like to eat. I got the body that shows it. You know, I, I like, you know, good beef and vegetables and whatnot. Well, I should eat more veggies, but, you know, do taters count? Because, look, man. In Idaho, they do. Oh, oh Actually, yeah. Actually, we got some potato farmer down here, too. So, really? Yeah. All righty. Local spuds. I'm, I'm going to seek you all out. But, yeah, I mean, these kids, I mean, it is small-town America. I mean, at the stock show, and I, we, me squawking on my PA from the pain booth, I'd say, you know, if y'all like to eat, and I know I do, or textiles, you know, co- I mean, cotton's big down here. I'm mean, with Lyford out there. Uh, shout out to old buddy Matt Lassick and everybody out there cotton farming. Yeah, I don't know if Matt's still doing that, but uh, it's been a while since I've seen him. But yeah, I mean, it's down here. I mean, it's still agricultural. I know we got concrete jungle going on, but you know, yeah, it's it's something else. And having a having a good boot to start with, you know. You gotta have your got with uh, your walking shoes. There you go, soft shoes. Yeah, know. no, I mean, and people, it's it's so foreign to some people. Are going, man, kids are still going, and I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's easy to sit back and complain. Oh, the kids these days, all they want to do is look at their phones and watch, you know, videos on their iPads. And it's like, yeah, this is an alternative. Mm-hmm. These kids, my daughters, our nephews, these kids are waking up early in the morning before school. They're going out feeding their animals. They're watering them. They're coming in the afternoon. They're walking, exercising. They're cleaning pens. They're vaccinating their animals. They're learning how to set them up and show them. And then they're going to shows on weekend with all these other kids that are working mm-hmm. just as hard. And they're in a. It's one of like the, when you're going to war. Yeah. You 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 start bonding with your buddies mm-hmm. around you, and you start saying, "Hey, especially my daughter." It's like, "Hey, you know what? Um, you know what? You clean the you clean the the buckets, and I'll take I'll go get the feed and." Uh, let's go tie the animals up and I'll do your pin if you do mine tomorrow. And all of a sudden there's these little bonds within the, you know, within the, the camaraderie yeah, yeah. and the buddies. And, and it, <laughs> I mean, when you want to sit around and be lazy on a Saturday or Sunday, guess what? There's an animal that's depending on you going over there and doing that. It's like having a kid. And so there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with it, which it's exactly what a lot of us need in life. Yeah. I mean, and thankfully, especially if you get it at a young age, all of a sudden you learn, a little bit of self-sacrifice because a lot of times yeah. all we want to do is think about ourselves and what we want to do. And whenever there's an animal that's dependent on you down the road, uh, you know, it's good. And that's what I learned a lot in life is a lot of leadership, a lot of being outgoing and, mm-hmm. and being able to ask your ag teacher, hey, I, I need some help. I don't know what's going on with my animal and, and learning about, you know, uh, things that are outside of your norm. And so uh, it's it's 
it's easy to complain about kids these days. And if you want to change something, being a part of FFA and 4-H is a real good start. So um, that's what, part of the reason why we've we've served so long. Whenever I came back here in, in 99, I jumped right in. Uh, shout out to Chuck Selman if he's out there. He's the yep. one that sucked me in uh, to the stock show. <laughs> and that's when we started smoking on the Rio, which was uh, designed to be kind of like the San Antonio and Houston, these big cook-offs to to bring new money uh, to the auction at the sale of champs. We know that these kids work hard all year round. And uh, whenever they come to the stock show, they've got the chance of either leaving there really disappointed or leaving there really excited. And if they can make up their money that they put into it and more, mm-hmm. guess what? They're going to go back to their communities of La Villa and Santa Maria and La Jolla. And, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, hey, I got $1,500 for my goat. Wow, what, where'd you do that? Well, come on. Why don't you join the 4-H with me? Why don't you join the FFA? And so hopefully it'll attract more kids. And you want them coming back. So that's what you know. That's what smoking does. That's what the stock show really tries to do is get that money into the kids' hands so that they'll come back and do it some more. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's a great organization. And uh, the stock show has so many facets, you know. And the kids doing animal projects, but also there was – uh, artwork, photography, and the shop projects. That's another thing. Yeah. You know, those kids in there, you know, they're wearing boots too, you know, welding and and cutting wood. And, you know, unfortunately, I never made it down there. I mean, I've been in the booth so much at the stock show, I didn't get to go look at the projects down there, but I heard there were some real humdingers. Yeah, real talent. Actually, we got some really talented kids here in Mercedes that have won up in upstate Fort Worth and San Angelo and some of the others, some really talented kids. And, and that's a life skill. I mean, there's oh, there's yeah. a lot there's a lot to be said there. Uh, you know, college, college is great, but not for everyone. And if you can leave yeah. high school with a well-paid a job, especially, mm-hmm. in, you know, get in oil field and, and refinery work and have welding trade, uh, that's important. So, yeah. And I mean, and there's a whole nother realm of things that go on in 4-H with public speaking and ag ID and even uh, sewing. There's, you know, the All Valley Cotton Show where the kids are making uh blue jeans and shirts. And I mean, there's a lot to be said for design and, and uh, being able to do a, um, you know, trades outside of welding and things so yeah 4-H and FFA do a, have a lot of different things besides animals that's for sure yeah I always you know I will say I wasn't in those organizations but the FFA kids at school I see them with their jackets on it's like yeah they they got something going on there and especially opening up the meetings with prayer and also uh, hearing the oath and I'm sitting there going wow this yeah. is this is really cool yeah. so it's pa- great patriotism great. as well yeah yes all American and everything so this, uh, yeah, and, and it all starts with just a nice, comfortable pair of boots. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, a lot of those kids are wearing tennis shoes. We got to get them back in boots. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I saw them wear. What do they call those? Hey dudes or hey something. Dudes. Like, I was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get you some of these. I'm like, I got boots. These are fine. But uh, I ain't doing with. I don't, I, I'm, my hats off to them. They're they're better than I. I mean, um, a lady I knew a while back, a former romantic interest. Uh, she uh, says, "Hey, uh, you want to see? You want to do something cool?" I said, "Sure." She goes, "Here, put this on." It was an arm-length plastic glove, and she had a, a bovine. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine it's hot in there. <laughs> Checking on that, I was like, "Wow, this is a whole new thing." I'm up to my shoulder in a in a cow. <laughs> it's something little, else. Little palpating. Huh? Yeah, it's, that's that's what it was called. I just, I just remember going. She goes, "You all right?" When it's hot in there, <laughs> it is hot in there. That'd be, yeah. old, that'd be old cow incubating that dang thing. But, uh, I know all about it. We did all that in, in uh, animal science in college. Right? I did it once. I tell you, my hat's off to you. Y'all are, y'all are golden people, man. I'll tell you what. It's, it's quite like, a science, actually. Yeah. I, I, hey, it's uh, my dad always told me, he says, uh, you ever get hurt 
make sure you go to a vet. I said, why is that? Man, they know uh, birds and lizards and reptiles and all that kind of stuff, as well as human anatomy. <laughs> they'll, they'll he goes, go see a, an A&M vet <laughs> before you see an MD. I'm like, what? But that's, I think that was dad's sense of humor. I don't know. I don't know if it's words to wisdom or, you know, he was just, you know, put me on the hook. All right. When it, now, um, you grew up Burton Auto Supply. I can see the, the patch and everything and the colors on the patch. And uh, I saw the Burton Auto Supply hats, just about those trucker hats everywhere. So trucker hats never went out of style. To me, they've always been in style. So you did auto parts. What was some of the favorite stuff you did in auto parts like? Not sweeping the floor, but just being around that kind of stuff. No, I I have to say my my uncle Eddie down there in Brownsville did truck and industrial stuff. Oh, and and that was that was interesting to me. These huge big brake pads. I mean, just like just yeah, trucks. The I commercial mean, like grade commercial stuff. stuff. Yeah. And yeah, the it was it was the rotors, and I mean, it was just hydraulic hoses, and we were making crimps. I mean, that was once I got in my like senior year and coming back in college, is making hydraulic fittings, and just it seemed more applicable, especially yeah. since I was more in the agriculture side of things, like selling auto fil- you know filters and oil and you know shop towels and. You know, things like that it was okay. That was more of a commodity. But whenever you really saw the uniqueness mm-hmm. and, and uh, the usefulness and, and started seeing, oh, you know, I'm working on a tractor. You've got that APIC. There's a hydraulic line right there. And you just start seeing things. That's, that's part of why I like uh, being in ag business in college was we actually, like, took useful things. And it wasn't just widgets. I mean, we'd get a farmer, you know, Farmer Fred, actually from locally there in Huntsville, gave us his input costs is fixed costs is what he was spending on hay and irrigation and like we'd like put a spreadsheet together and found out if he was breaking even and what he needed to do to do it and it was like ah that makes so much sense and then we go to the business school and it was like company a makes 32 widgets an hour if one you know 250 employees you know it's like didn't you know didn't really make sense and so i think that's what it was for me in the auto parts business was I, I just really started understanding and we changed our own filters and we did all the transmission stuff whenever we were in high school it just it wasn't. It, it didn't excite me as much mm-hmm. as the truck parts did. I think so. Thankfully, there was a lot of need for that, and that's where Burton's really kind of grown is industrial and truck and fleet stuff. So it's a good spot for it. So did you have one of those friends of I got this idea. I got the welder. You got some truck parts, and y'all. <laughs> you ever make some Frankenstein vehicle? Come on. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't get into that side of things. But yeah, no. I, I'm. 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 I'm sure there were. Just itching, itching to see if they get some freebie parts or something yeah. from me. Yeah. So now, now it's freebie boots. So a little, little, oh. easy, little easier. Oh, no, that's cool. And uh, what was I, I always ask this when it comes to like what was your first vehicle that you drove? I drove a 1991 Ford F250. Uh, it was wow. uh, it was uh, well, we were hauling cattle around, and my brother graduated, and he came back and told Dad. He said, Dad. You're probably better off getting Ryan a nice diesel truck uh, for fuel mileage and for power. And it, I mean, it, I was spoiled rotten. It, it was more truck than I deserved. And, uh, but it was really handy because I was the one that would end up hauling, you know, the second, yeah. second truck and trailer of San Antonio with the, you know, the gooseneck. But I was like a 16 year old kid hauling 20 heifers in the back of a trailer. I mean, it was some responsibility yeah. getting, but yeah, I mean, it really was, I mean, it was way more truck than I should have, but yeah, it was so But I, it was the application of the tool. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, exactly. yeah, yeah, my, my first car was, I don't want to talk about that, but I did have a truck, a little Dodge D50, you know, 
two liter with a stick and I thought, you know, I had a camper and a, and a bed and, you know, we could haul band equipment around and that was awesome. It worked for me, but yeah, that's cool, man. Seven, three liter. I, I will say I had a lot of problems with the transmission, but that's all right. That's oh no. <laughs> well, they, they probably fixed it. Left and now. went to Dodge for a few trucks and oh, now I'm back to Ford. Yeah. I got so, you. Been, been around. Never, never drove a Chevy though. Well, they're, they're out there and, and, uh, we got them too. And I will say this, I, when you said Dodge, I know now it's now it's Ram. Ram I yes. still say Dodge Ram. I remember when they had the Ram uh, hood ornaments on those mm. things. And uh, my mom's favorite truck was a green 78 flat-nosed Dodge, and it had the tire mount on the front. <laughs> Dad, Dad used to say, oh, your mother likes intimidating people on the highway with that thing. And uh, she did. But, uh, yeah, so you had an F2. Wow, 16 years old with a three-quarter ton truck. Yeah, I think my brother thought he was going to get it, and then Dad gave it to me. So I was the baby. Yeah, I definitely got spoiled. A little so. jealousy? Uh, no, actually, my brother's really good about that. He's oh. always been a good big brother. So. Have, I, have I met your brother? I don't think I have. What's his name? Scott. Hey, Scott. Scott Vaughn, yeah. Scott. I actually just had lunch with him over at Nana's today. So, yeah, we had a nice All lunch. Right. Beautiful day in South Texas. Yes, Sit outside it, and have lunch. So. Yeah, it was like we were talking about earlier. It was it was foggy this morning, and uh, the skies opened up and parted, and the good Lord put the sunshine mm-hmm. on us. And now we're back to getting hot because we just had that and parking see, lot. You can resealed. see the grass growing though. Oh, oh I can hear all the it. Rain. I mean, it is gorgeous. I know. I got to fire up the tractor and shred out there at the house a little bit. <laughs> I was sitting there. I could hear it just growing this morning. I went, oh god, all that rain. Good thing. It's a yes, good thing. Rain, well, rain is a good thing. It's so good thing out. for our ag yeah, industry. I was about to I'm say. Not everybody. Onion grow onion grows are probably sad right now, but Yeesh. it's a little late for the rain. But no, it's good for good for just about everybody else. I got you. And uh so you're into you're a truck guy, of course. Of course. Of course. You don't have a little uh toy on for the weekend, a little sports car or something like no, that? No, no. Or a I, boat. I, I, I just make, I just make cowboy boots. I don't I haven't I don't know where everybody. I got three kids and I travel quite a bit, so I haven't ever found time where people. I don't know where these guys come up with time for all the hunting and fishing and uh, and uh, golf playing that they do. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. But um, yeah. I, when I when I work, I work hard, and when I go off, I go off. Yeah, we 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 disappear for a while. So now, I mean, the good thing is. Our retailers are all over the country, and so I do a lot of traveling at this point in my imagine. career to go uh, visit retailers, build partnerships, go to shows, go to events, and so we're 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 on the go. You know, I mean, we don't even do half a percent of our business here in the valley, so it's wow. it's all over the place. So, wow, um, you gotta gotta go where the boots are. So I was about to do say a lot of traveling. And what's it like that new customer who approaches you and, and says, "I'm wearing your product," and I'm totally digging it what's that like oh it's always i mean i always you know when you see people that have found what quality feels like it's like yeah welcome to the club it's like yeah you mean and that's the other thing i say though is i can build the best boot out there but if it doesn't fit you Mm -hmm. you're not going to think it's that great and so fit is really important that's why we're really careful about who we do business with a retailer really needs to have staff on the floor and enough inventory to fit you correctly because doesn't doesn't work for everybody and uh, so you always kind of wonder like whenever people say hey i got my first pair of boots and i'm not sure if they're going to say yeah. you know ah, got bunions, up, so, yeah. but but the majority of the time yeah it's nice to see people have i didn't know boots could be so comfortable and it's if you build them with the guts it's kind of like 
having the right frame, right? Having the right suspension on a truck, having the right tires on it, having the right brakes, you know, all of a sudden you go, wow, this thing can really work. This thing can really haul. And whenever you got the guts and you got the foundation and boots and they're built correctly, you start going, oh, wow, there's a reason why I paid more money for these things. So the proper rolling chassis. There you go. So, uh, are we going to have we seen any of Rios's stuff on stage and screen and and the interwebs? You know, obviously Yellowstone such the such the big thing. They bought uh, uh almost 30 pairs of Rios boots the first season and uh, we were like well, they wanted they wanted us to comp them some <laughs> and we said sorry, we got more uh, more business than we can handle and also i don't think we understood how big yellowstone was going to be but yeah and then all the suitors from the other boot companies came the next years and started giving away freebies so but that was exciting that the that they that they recognized our brand and and um, wanted to come to this but you know uh dwight yoakam was lyle lovett was just down uh, he, he was he gave mr pat moody a big shout out on stage there at the performing arts center but, you know, the nice thing is all those guys buy our boots. And so people go, oh, you must have all, you know, those guys. A lot of those big showy guys want you to give them stuff for free. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not really our game. Uh, yeah. You know, we, if, if you if, if you want our product, yeah. you, most of those guys have enough money to buy them. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I mean, Dwight, the Hollywood cowboy. It's like, come on, Dwight. Yeah. But, but, hey, that's cool. No. Yeah, I'll, oh. we, we like to focus on the. The real cowboys that are wearing our boots yeah. more than the show cowboys, but uh, that uh, it sure comes with it. I know Cody Johnson wears our boots. He's one of the big musicians. That uh, boy, he he's really exploded, and he he buys our boots. It's I mean, it's nice to see. So no joke. Yeah, I'm. I'm everybody keeps saying like with what I do, they're like, "Hey man, play some Cody Johnson." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." I think I think I've played one of his songs here on the podcast. And uh, is that what you're listening to these days? No, I'm I'm a little more old school. You were asking earlier. I, yeah. I, I still have been that Hank Williams. I, yeah. I, Hank I'll, Jr. Hank Jr. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'll do old Hank Williams too. But uh, yeah, Merle Haggard. Um, I mean, I I like all stuff. I'll I'll listen to ACDC and mm-hmm. yeah, I'll listen to rock stuff too. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I I can I can I can really get into little Hank Williams Jr. I got you. Yeah, I was uh, hanging out with some buds uh, during Easter, and one of them had his Spotify on. And I went, is that Blackhawk? And he's like, yeah, I got 90s country going on. I was like, wow. He goes, you remember that stuff? And I'm going, yeah, apparently I do. Wow. Cool. So Hank Jr., huh? Yeah, I'm, let's see here. Yeah, with, uh, uh, we were talking about the weather, and I mentioned that song, Mr. Weatherman. A little, yeah. deeper, a little deeper than I go. Oh, but yeah, you know that stuff like the outlaw women, all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. And I think he covered, what was it, Norwegian Wood? He covered that by the Beatles. He used to do that a while back. But uh, so old school Hank and stuff. But uh, what would you grow up listening to? Like when your folks turn on the radio, what what the artists that you really you remember? Like what the what my parents listened yeah, to? Yeah, like when you were a kid, like uh, when they the turn on the country radio. Dad yeah. was big Bee Gees guy. That was Are you serious. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm thinking of that was whenever he was. I mean, that's what he listened to when he was a kid. Or whenever he was in high school. But I oh, remember, remember Dad would Dad would put that out, and uh, you know they like they didn't have a real real iconic genre i would say my parents did i mean i i think we we started i guess they catered to us a little bit more but yeah we'd they let us put our van halen on and oh yeah uh, you know I, we were talking about genesis the other day it was wow like, it was that phil collins yeah, right phil yeah, Col- yeah and, well but way back it was a uh p 
Peter Gabriel. He was the front man of that, and he branched oh, really? off. Yeah, the guy did Sledgehammer. Yeah, all that. But yeah, yeah, Phil Collins, who is also I got to mention this at one time, even though he's an Englishman, he had the most memorabilia and historical artifacts from the Alamo. I actually did know that, including the Travis letter. And he donated it back to the city of San Antonio. I, I, and that was got, just in the news recently, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like, no, man, interesting. It's, I was like, some guy from the UK loves Texas that much. That guy should have a statue here, you know? <laughs> we'll find out. So Van Halen. Oh, man. Yeah, that old 1984 tape with a little baby with a cigarette in its yeah, mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I was, uh, I was at the HEB checking out, and I was like, I'm going to see if I can keep this under 20 bucks, which is a challenge now. And uh, I said, all right, sir, your total is 1984. It was some kid, you know, like high school or college age. And I went, oh, cool, like the Van Halen album. And uh, the kid's just looking at me. And I was like, Van Van Halen? You know, Van Halen, right? Van Halen? And the kid goes, what's a Van Halen? And I went, <laughs> and I'm just out of body. And I look over at the, I guess, the floor manager. And he's just looking at me like this, shaking his head. And I went, I don't want to be on the planet anymore right now. It's like, am I that old? It's like, well, here, I'm going to give you a flashback. You know where my brother bought that tape in Wasico at the old HEB? Do you remember where that was? Mm, I'm a mission boy. Okay. So and the Max Fine Furniture Max on Fine. Business 83, that was the HEB many oh years ago. God. And right next to it was a Perry's. Perry's. And so, yeah, that was, I remember he snuck that tape out so mom and dad didn't see that little baby with a cigarette on it on the cover <laughs> of the thing. Scandalous. Yes. <laughs> Scott the outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I remember seeing I, I saw Hank Jr. at the at the Astrodome at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo in the spring of '94. We and were probably there, my friend. Dude, was, I was in the mezzanine. Sawyer Brown <laughs> opened, and he he says we were in Huntsville, Texas. We'd go down to Houston Stock Show every year. Dude, was, dude, he and and Hank goes. This year, I want to record an album with Van Halen. My Uncle Tommy was sitting there, and we were like, yeah. Did it materialize? No. <laughs> but I guess Kid Rock kind of made up for that here. But uh, since uh, I know you're a busy man, and we got to get this show a rolling, but I will say this. Since I am a music man of sorts, and the guest always gets to pick the song, and I've trust me, I've done uh, Fleetwood Mac. I think I've done a Cody Johnson song. I've played some other stuff too. I'm trying to recall, but uh, if I was to play you a song here on Pain Elder Talk, what would you want to hear? A tribute to? I think we got to stick with Hank Jr. A little Born to Boogie. Born to Boogie. Well, my mama met my daddy down in Alabama. Oh yes, yeah. You want to be in a band? <laughs> Make that happen. I, I can sing some karaoke, but it takes a few beers to get me warmed up. So not oh, today. I can, oh, I can make that happen. Oh, we we can do this right now. Well, not right now. But uh, I can see it's getting about that time. The lights are actually getting shut off here in the shop, half the shop, and people are still doing their thing here at Rios of Mercedes Boot Company and the family of brands. But when it comes down to it, uh, I will get that Hank Jr. out for you. And you know what? I'm not just going to do one. I might do a smattering of Hank because I got I to gotta get back my roots as well. So if shout you out. Need, if you need a little Jerry Jeff Walker love, I can do a little. Jerry I, yeah. you know what? I'm a big Jerry Jeff Walker like fan. Mike I should have said that. Desperado's waiting yeah, for a train. A That's a song I've been meaning. Wine, yeah. yeah, you know what? I tell you what. Is we, that going to be better for you? I will do all. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what. We're we're gonna. 
I know we've been going for here for a little bit, and sometimes this goes on for a while, but we're going to have to cut it here. But for the interest of time and maybe some talent, I will sit there and do some tributes to Hank and Jerry Jeff and uh, what else we got? Who else you got? We'll do, I'll do a trifecta for y'all. What about that Sawyer Brown? Oh, um, <laughs> you know what? I'm trying to think of what he played that I, one. I like that song, The Walk. You remember that one? Hmm. That's kind of one of those yeah. sad ones, but you know what? It's, it's uh, uh, you know, any uh, Reckless Kelly? You know what? I think I do. Shout out to my cousin Nathan Garcia, who got me into that stuff back in the uh, Texas Heat days. Or are you Robert O'Keefe? How about that? Yeah. A little Merry uh, Christmas from the family. That's oh, got a little oh, Valley Valley shout out in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah front porch past- song. Actually, yeah. Lyle Love it. Just sang the front porch song. The front porch song. Is that uh, family friendly? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just asking. It, oh, man. Lyle, Lyle and Robert Earl sang it together in front porch and college station on Church Street. Yeah. I'll be danged. Well, folks, for the interest of time, I cut three songs, got them together, and got to get this thing out. But uh, please enjoy. That fourth one, we'll just have to save for the follow-up with Mr. Ryan Vaughn from Rios Boots and uh, Family (laughs) and the Family of Brands. All right, here's some country music, our tribute, my tribute to Mr. Hank Williams Jr., Sawyer Brown, and Mr. Jerry Jeff Walker. Yee-haw! Well, my mama met my daddy down in Alabama. They tied the knot, so here I am. Born on the bayou on the Texas line. Loved Louisiana and raised on Jambalaya. Now, before I could walk, I had a guitar in my hand. By the time I could talk, I had my own band. I went on the road when I was eight years old. When I turned 15, I was still in the show. Money to burn and the girls were pretty. It didn't take me long to learn that I was born to boogie. When I was 18, I went to Hollywood. I met Elvis and Marilyn and Johnny B. Good. Got the guitar painted, tip dancing in the California sun. A red Cadillac having too much fun. Now we were playing them halls and jamming Then back we moved it on over to MGM They said, this is the boy who have been telling you about He lit a big old cigar and then he stuck his hand out He said, son, have we got a deal for you? I'm gonna make you a star, gonna give you 50000 too I told him my mama didn't raise no fool I'll take your money, I'll make you a movie But I can tell you right now I was born to boogie Well, thank God for Bo Sivas drinking whiskey by the gallon. He never backed down and he loves a good challenge. I do now is what he did back then. I like to get down with all my rowdy friends. Now I can be sweet and I can be mean. I still got my hat and I still wear my jeans. My shades are chrome, my guitar steel. If you think I won't, then believe me, I will. Get down on you, baby, cause I ain't no rookie. I was put at a party, I was born to boogie.
two, three. Down our long dusty driveway, I didn't want to go, but I set out with tears in my eyes, a wondering. Daddy took me by the hand, looked down at the school bus, and to his little man and said, Don't worry, boy, it'll be alright. Cause I took this walk, you're walking now, boy, I've been in your shoes. You can't hold back the hands of time, it's just something you've got to do. So dry your eyes, I understand just what you're going through. Cause I took this same walk with my old man, boy, I've been in your shoes. Down our long dusty driveway I set my mind to go Cause I was 18 and wild and free and wandering Daddy took me by the hand Looked down at the world and to his grown man And said, don't worry boy, it'll be alright Cause I took this walk, you're walking now, boy, I've been in your shoes. You can't hold back the hands of time, it's just something you've got to do. So dry your eyes, I understand just what you're going through. Cause I took this same walk with my old man, boy, I've been in your shoes. Down our long dusty driveway This time we both would go Well he had grown old and gray And his mind was a-wandering Daddy took me by the hand Said I know where we're going And I understand Don't worry boy it'll be alright Cause I took this walk, you're walking now, boy, I've been in your shoes. You can't hold back the hands of time, it's just something you've got to do. So dry your eyes, I understand just what you're going through. Cause I took this same walk with my old man, boy, I've been in your shoes. Cause I took this same walk with my old man, boy I've been in your shoes Down a long dusty driveway I didn't want him to go Right now, I'm recording this song in the very room where my uncle used to play it for me when I was a kid. I played the Red River 
River Valley He'd sit there in the kitchen And he'd cry And run his fingers through Seventy years of living I wonder, Lord, has every well I've drilled gone dry We were friends Me and this old man Like desperados waiting for a train Desperados waiting for a train From the time that I could walk He'd take me with him To a bar called The Green Frog Cafe There were old men With beer guts And playing dominoes Lying all about their lives While they all I was just a kid And they all called me sidekick Like desperados waiting for a train Like desperados waiting for a train He's a drifter, he's a driller of oil wells He's an old school man of the world He taught me how to drive his car when he was too drunk to And he'd wink and give me money for the girls And our lives were like some old time western movies like desperados waiting for a train Just like desperados waiting for a train One day I looked up, he was pushing 80 He's got brown tobacco stains all down his chin To me he was a hero of this country So why is he dressed up just like all them old men Drinking beer and playing moon and 42 like desperados waiting for a train Just like a desperado waiting for a train The day before he died I went to see him I was grown and he was almost gone so we closed our eyes and dreamed us up a kitchen And sang one more verse to that old song He said, come on, son, 
I can hear them SOBs a-coming Like desperados waiting for a train Just like desperados waiting for a train Just like two desperados waiting for a train Just like desperados waiting for a train people here and thank you to mr ryan vaughn anything in closing you would like to say before we sign off just real grateful for the pain group uh, you know bud jimmy the, the boys have been doing a lot of a lot of good stuff in this community for so long and we're, we're very grateful for for all of their work and their generosity and the support over at the stock show and in our community and lions club rotary always always good for sponsorships and supporting the aurora house and i was over at whenever bud picked up his man of the year or, no actually i think it was like the legend of the career over for west city of wessica anyway just just very great very grateful for pain team and and uh, Chris is always donating something. In fact, I think we've got an auction thing that we bought from from you. You guys are so good about supporting all of our organizations and, and donating your time and effort to come out and do barbecue fundraisers and play some music. So we're very grateful for you from from all all of the organizations that I'm a part of in the Rio Grande Valley. Thank you guys very much. Once again, thank you very much to our most awesome guest, Mr. Ryan Vaughn of Rios of Mercedes Boot Company and their family of brands. This has been Payne Auto Talk. I am your host, Chris Marshall of the Payne Street Team, brought to you by Payne Auto Group Valleywide and PayneAutoGroup.com, where we have what you want. Lo que tu quieres, regardless. And we are gone. We'll see y'all next time. Yeah.